Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Challenge podcast. This is episode number four, and we're joined here today by co-host Leighton. Leighton, how's it going? Isn't it episode three? I think last week I made a mistake, and in the title I didn't put three instead of two. Well, yeah, I didn't. I put two instead of three. This is actually number. Really? Four. Feels like the third one we've done now. Excluding the first one about our season histories, etc. Oh, okay, maybe you're right. Sorry. Yeah. How are you doing? Pretty good. How about you? No complaints. It's yeah. Tuesday. Game week one's finished. Uh, feeling pretty game good about one? the game week. Did I say game week one? I did not say that. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go back and re-record this, so we're going to continue. All right, start again. No, keep going. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Um, Monday Night Football was great. Did you watch the highlights by any chance? No, I haven't seen anything. Uh, I was sleeping when the game was on because of the time zones. So I went to, I woke up actually, I saw it was, it was nil-nil and I thought, I'll go to sleep unless they were going to slap up West Ham. I wake up 4-1 to so West Ham, having a clue what happened, haven't seen the highlights, just know there was a red card. Yeah. <sighs> it. I watched, I watched the first half, in fact, and it wasn't that exciting. And I saw yeah. the first goal go in, and I thought, okay, typical. The players that I don't have will score. And I didn't watch the rest of the game. And then second half happened, and bam. Great stuff. Great stuff for you. Well, great stuff for a lot of the people. I would say that the template is holding up really well this season. Yeah, I'm pretty shocked because I didn't, I didn't expect West Ham. I know that they've had a great period over Moyes so far. I didn't expect them to go out there and give Leicester a good hiding. So, yeah, same here. All right. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at the review of Game Week Two, as we did last week: the good, the bad, and the ugly. Followed by some important news regarding the international break and COVID-19 protocols. Uh, then into our rapid fire fixture predictions, followed by some teams and transfers for game week three, plus our captaincies and potential differentials. Are you excited, Leighton? I, I'm pretty excited to uh, gloat that I predicted a 5 0 Man City win over Norris. Pretty, pretty good, eh? Or just complete luck. No, Man City always, when they've lost the game, if they play one of these yo-yo teams, it's good night. This is going to be a big score. That's a good point. And then, on that note, we should probably look at who scored the points this week for you. And, yeah. you I'm trying to gloat a little. I know. Well, it's part of the gloating. you still got a very good score in the end. You've got 62 points. Give us a yeah. rundown of your team. Who scored for you? Who didn't? Uh, of course, Tony didn't score for me. He can't get it in the net at the moment. Calvert-Lewin scored for me. So happy to have him in my team. Don't have Antonio or Ings. So thank goodness I have Calvert-Lewin. Grealish. I kept Grealish in my team. I, I didn't make any transfers. I kept the same template. So Grealish came through good. Of course, Jorginho and Barnes scored me a massive whopper. Five points between them. Salah. I think everybody captained Salah. So... When I saw the Liverpool result, I thought, oh no, Salah's blanked. 
I wonder if many people have captained Fernandez, and I was worried about that, but pretty much no. And uh, my highest scoring would have Liverpool defence, with Trent got 12 points, and Samikas got 11 points, and Sanchez also got 6 points for keeping a clean sheet, so not, not too bad. Yeah, it was a very good score. Good score overall. I think the biggest yeah. uh, omission in your team this week was basically no West Ham, right? Yeah, and I, I bent Soufal as well because, as I said in my predictions, I just couldn't see West Ham keeping a clean sheet, but he got himself five points as well. So, much of a muchness because it was a toss-up between Shaw or Soufal, and I, I thought Shaw had more of a chance to keep a clean sheet against Southampton, which I think most people would also probably have thought. Absolutely. And, yeah, I think at the end of the day... The decisions that you make next week will be more important because you have two transfers in the bag, some money in the bank as well. So, yeah, big decisions. A little bit, very big. What about your team? My team, I got seventy-five points this week, largely thanks to, as similar to you, had Sanchez and goal, Shaw, Trent, and Simikas, Rafinha, Fernandez, Salah, Gundogan, Tony, Antonio, and Ings. Points mainly coming from Simikas, Trent, Sanchez, and Rafinha initially. Thankfully, you got a goal, or else he would really be on the chopping block for me. And then Ings scoring that lovely bicycle kick that he did on the weekend. And then after that, I was actually surprised that I was still in a green arrow range, a pretty good rank, going into Monday's game with Antonio alone in my team to play and then Antonio smashed it unfortunately it, it resulted in Ben Rama also doing well uh, I don't have him but in future we'll see what's going to happen uh, my main concern was Gunduan going into this game but thankfully he was declared fit and then of course in the 5-0 drubbing the one chip player that I have from the club that scores 5 doesn't get anything so yeah, frustrating one. Thanks for that. And yeah, very similar to you, I had Sofal first on the bench, and I was going to play him, but compared to Shaw, I thought, you never know. Uh, Man United, I expected them to keep a clean sheet. I predicted that West Ham would beat Leicester, but I didn't think he would get a return or a massive one. I thought there was a better chance of a clean sheet from Shaw. In the end, nothing happened, but lucky to get the bonus points. But we'll see what goes. Yeah on from now on yeah I'm very jealous of Antonio in your team you say that sure. but until last night's game I was spent I spent a game before the Chelsea game as well basically Saturday I spent that afternoon trying to look at ways to get DCL into my team mm. so I was I'm happy to keep or was happy to keep Ings and Antonio and then look for a way to get Calvert-Lewin as my third striker of course, then on Sunday, we saw Chelsea and Lukaku just turning into another machine. And so I considered now looking at getting him in. And then, of course, last night, Antonio does amazing things too. So everything's up in the air right now. And I'm sure it's similar for you. Yeah, I think I'm very keen to keep Calvaloon in my team. I think his fixtures are too good to ignore. He's surely going to get a good few goals from those fixtures. 
But Antonio's fixtures are the next two, Crystal Palace and Southampton. That's lovely. They are very good. Um, I think the biggest draw for me with Calvert Lewin was the fact that he took the penalty on the weekend. Last yeah. season he wasn't taking penalties, so the fact that he's now on penalties excites me. And the fact that Ings takes the penalties when Al Ghazi's off the pitch is good, but Al Ghazi was on the pitch this weekend when Fellow won the penalty, so he didn't take it. So something to consider going forward. I think Ings as well, his fixture swing is going to be crazy as Chelsea, Man United, maybe Tottenham in that short period of time. If, if I was to upgrade Ings or Antonio, I'd say probably goodbye to Ings for a, a while. Aston Villa's fixtures are quite tough. I agree. And the way that most people have format, formatted their squads, the only real place in their front line where they have money is in Ings because he's the most expensive striker at 8 million Tony yeah. if you take Tony out then there's not enough money to get a Lukaku so it kind of has to be Ings at this stage I think for me if I'm looking at Lukaku I'd probably have to be patient and wait until I'm going to wild card later on in the season and especially when Chelsea's fixtures become really amazing because I think everyone's going to rush to get Lukaku in and they're going to weaken the spine of their team and I know if I try and get Lukaku on my team it's really going to weaken other areas so I think I'm definitely going to wait on the Lukaku train Fair enough Looking at the good, the bad and the ugly uh, what do you think was the the best team result for you this weekend? What stood out for you? What were you most The best by? team result? Yeah well, That's a difficult question I think West Ham beating a top four contender because really that's what West Ham are looking to step up, Leicester are looking to step up. It's only the second game week but for West Ham to beat Leicester, that's such a statement and they have such a good squad and so I think West Ham winning 4-1 against a team in the similar tiers, I think that's pretty good, don't you? I do, but to me... Because the likes of let's say Chelsea beat Arsenal at the moment, Arsenal has many injuries, so I'd probably say Chelsea winning 2-0 is not much of a big deal. Man City smashing Norwich, much of a muchness. Just It's normal. Liverpool, it's just Liverpool. Uh, exactly. Brighton are doing good. They are. Yeah. But may... yeah, West Ham for me. All right. I tend to think that Liverpool were the best this weekend, mm. just because, okay, I watched the first game, and it was just like watching the old Liverpool from a couple of years ago. Uh, the Van Dijk in defence, smashing those cross-field balls to the wingers, causing problems, and yeah, attacking Burnley relentlessly. But Burnley played well for what for what it's worth. They just they're Burnley. You can't really do much at Anfield. The fact that they only lost two nil was a credit to them. And yeah, I mean, for me, the I think for a lot of people, the choice in game week one was whether to get. Simikas or Jota as their third Liverpool player and thankfully being a Simikas owner you as well Ethan it's just nice to see that okay it's been two weeks but the gamble of going Simikas over Jota saving that extra three and a half million and they ended up on basically the same points 17 points for Simikas and 16 for Jota so far are you happy with your choice? I think the only cons I'm, I'm happy with my choice but there's a concern if Robertson's coming back 
where does that leave Simicast and the team? And I don't think Simicast is playing so well. I don't think they're going to just rush Robertson back into the team. They could be substituted earlier. I tend to agree. Robertson, he was on the bench this past weekend. So I think he could, I mean, they're playing Chelsea this weekend, right? Yeah. And Robertson's such an experienced player. So I'd expect him to come straight back in. You would? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't don't mind uh, the fact that that means Simikas won't play, probably. But, because my team's set up for that, but even the fact that he's done well while I've had him, and there are options to move to other 4 million defenders, which we'll maybe touch on at some stage, but later. The second best team for me was Chelsea. Again, no bias here. Um, I'm wearing a Chelsea hoodie just because uh, that's pure coincidence. But Sponsored. (laughs) <laughs> wish but yeah Chelsea Lukaku played his first game got his first start and it was just great to see Chelsea playing the Tuchel system with an actual striker and him making a massive difference and not only that but seeing the likes of Alonso and James in this last game doing very well too so for me the question is whether to prioritise getting a defender now or Lukaku now or should we wait for both or either until game week seven when we wildcard what do you think yeah it's really difficult because I was also looking at the Chelsea defenders and there's some really good defenders around the 5 5.5 mark but I don't want to just shoehorn a Chelsea defender into my team and for me it's definitely I'm going to mostly stick with the core of my team and only make changes if it's necessary at the same time Chelsea are a team I think are going to do so, even in these difficult fixtures, they've got an amazing team. They do. And for me at the moment, I tend to agree with you. I'm not going to break the bank to get uh, a Chelsea player in. I mean, if they weren't playing Liverpool this weekend, maybe. But They're playing Norwich this weekend. I'd probably do everything I could. Absolutely. But when it comes to, again, looking at our current teams... I have a 5.5 price point in my defense that hasn't delivered these last two weeks at a big team, and that's Luke Shaw. So yeah, sure. when I look at him and think, well, should I keep going against Wolves away this weekend with Shaw, or do I just you know pull the trigger on getting James in the long term, even though it's the future is great? <laughs> It's funny because I had this discussion in work with my co-worker today. We were looking at Shaw's position. We're saying he's 5.5. He's, he's quite an expensive defender in our back line compared to Simicar, Sufal, and, well, not Trent. And then you look at Chelsea's back line, and even though Chelsea have worse fixtures, is it is it worth to take that swap? Or for me, if I'm looking to strengthen in other areas, do I downgrade Shaw to a 4.5 defender? So I have an extra million in my attack. So... Because Shaw just, the first two game weeks, he hasn't delivered. And as you just said, they're away to Wolves. So I think Shaw is definitely a position that I'm not too sure about. Ha ha ha. I mean, if we look at the fixtures, the uh, United currently have, their next games are against Wolves away, Newcastle at home, West Ham away, Villa home, Everton away. And that's, or Everton home, that's when we'll wild card most likely. Chelsea have... Yep. Liverpool away this weekend, Villa at home, Spurs away, 
City at home, Southampton at home. And the, the Chelsea setup and Chelsea defence under Tuchel has been so steady that even though they have tough games in Liverpool, Tottenham and Spur, uh, Tottenham and City coming up, I'd almost think that there's a realistic chance of a clean sheet in Villa, potentially Liverpool and Tottenham. There could be nil nils or clean sheets, a one nil win, potentially, or in City. You never know. Mm. Like there's a very good chance of that, as opposed to looking at Man United, who again play Wolves, Newcastle. Yes, we on paper we think definite chance, but they've done nothing yet. There's no returns there in defence. Yeah, so far conceded to. Yeah. If you look at just the fixtures alone, I would say, obviously, Manchester United, I fancy those fixtures. But it's Chelsea. And at the it's moment, really difficult. Yeah, at the moment, I mean, if you look at the team stats, I don't have them on me, but I, I did have a look at them earlier. Uh, the team that has taken, I think, the top three shots on goal so far this season are Liverpool and believe it or not, Wolves. Wolves have not scored a goal yet, but they are shooting. <laughs> so the, the question is, like, are they going to continue that attacking uh, threat this weekend? And surely they, if they're going to keep taking that many attempts on goal, they're going to break that duck. It's not likely that they're going to not score again, especially at home. But we'll have to see. Yeah, hard to say. It's a, it's balancing like fixtures, current form and stats, so it's one of those things like you have to make that personal decision. Brighton uh, though, Brighton that... were looking very good too. Yeah. And they're scoring well, goals. This season is confusing me. Yeah, Brighton scoring goals. Oh, what what is happening? Very nice to see. Uh it makes me happy that I have a goalkeeper of theirs and I'm not considering a, an attacker from them, not going to lie. Um, we did mention Simikas potentially leaving our team. And, I mean, Duffy scored a goal this weekend, and he's still, I think he's 4.1 now, I think. But he's pretty cheap. With Veltman being out until after the international break, it might be a good short-term replacement with yeah. good fixtures. So, Very good fixes. And again, if you're looking for a way to accommodate, let's say you, you do decide to go for Lukaku this week and you have two free transfers in the bag, you could take out, let's say, a Shaw, uh, a midfielder and a striker and then get Lukaku, a 4 million defender and a 4.5 midfielder. That's the only way that I can get Lukaku in my team is to take three transfers short to a four point or four point one I think and then I can't remember who the midfielder was also to a, someone cheap and get Lukaku in there. I think the draft that I had a look at uh, was very hmm. similar to that because it would be Lukaku uh, Gunduan would go out in midfield to a four point five Brighton midfielder Basuma yeah. and then That's the one. a four point I think I was gonna go for the Southampton four million defender which I prefer but yeah. again that would be short term and then I can change things in the next couple of weeks but we'll have to see it depends how desperate you are to get Lukaku into your 
into your team. And they're playing Liverpool next, so I wouldn't be shocked if Lukaku doesn't score. I tend to agree with you there, and that's more than likely the reason why I'm willing to hold off a bit, even though price rises are going a bit insane. And speaking of yeah. price rises, last yeah. night's team that dominated Leicester, albeit after a red card, West Ham once again attacking massively. Antonio Benrama doing amazingly. How does it feel not having them? Uh, it's particularly painful because I had Benrama in my draft for the whole time. I was like, I'm going to have this guy in West Ham. And then I changed it. I was like, I'm going to have Barnes and there was, and I'm going to have Jorginho. And so far, so bad. Yeah. Um, I tend to agree with you. I'd, I can't say I considered Ben Rama very seriously because I only considered uh, Gunduan in that price point. So I did look at him. I saw people were getting him in, but I, I wasn't convinced because mm. I just wasn't convinced for whatever reason. And yeah, I still feel pretty strongly that they need to strengthen the squad because again they have Europa League starting very soon so but for the time being are they do you consider them to be essential the most hated word in FPL I think if you don't have them in your team at the moment you're going to see a red arrow if they do well I mean the thing I'm waiting for as someone who doesn't own these West Ham assets is West Ham's have a bad day and it's going, to, it's going to happen. People are going to have Ben Rama in there. They're going to have Antonio. Maybe Antonio is going to pull his hamstring in the Europa League. And everyone will be trying to get him out of their team. But at the moment, I do feel a bit bad that I don't have these amazing players. So maybe I'm just hoping that West Ham have a bad day. It's worth rolling the dice, I think, at this stage. Because yeah, yeah it's, I think so. It's one maybe one transfer away from getting one of them out, and there are so many options at their different price points. So it's not like you're going to be stuck with them if you do get them yeah. and they get injured. The exactly. bad, the bad for me. Bad. I, know, I know it's very uh, slightly different to last week, where the entire Man United fan base thought that they were going to be winning the league, and now they draw to Southampton. How are you feeling now, guys? Brought down to earth. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand how Manchester United can open the season, have such an incredible win, they look promising, and then they go and pull a one-one out the hat. Do the players believe their own ego? Did they just walk into Southampton thinking, "Well, this is this is a given"? So, as as someone who's not a Man United supporter. Nice to see. Absolutely. May it continue. And again, once again, looking at these the different options that we have available to us now uh, and looking for ways to try and fund them, uh, it's yeah. worth considering that Greenwood, again, 10-point 10, 10 hole, 13-point hole this week, yeah, as opposed so to many people who captain Bruno. Bruno's away form hasn't been great over the last 10 games for them. Is it worth considering him over Bruno to use that money elsewhere? It's a really good question. Actually, I looked at a draft before where I got rid of Simicast and I downgraded Fernandez to Yota and or Greenwood. 
But I don't know. I feel like Bruno, over the course of the season, Bruno's somebody who's going to always do great. I personally think Bruno is essential in my team, probably. But if you're looking to fund Lukaku and you're really adamant about getting probably the best striker in the Premier League into your team, definitely. Definitely, because you're going to... How much cheaper is Greenwood? 4.5 or something? Yeah, I think he went up yeah, 4. a couple 5. months ago. So he was he was 7.5, so now he's 7.6. Mm. So it's a, it's a good chunk of change that you're saving. But the other thing is, I, I read yesterday that Man United have just equaled, I think it was probably Arsenal's record, of the most away games without losing, which was 27 away games. So... Yeah, you know, every team has hiccups and Manchester United have drawn against Southampton. But they're going to win games. They're going to score goals. They've got goal threats all around the team. Sure. But let's say like this week now, we have game week three and I can't remember the exact fixtures. Let's have a look again. I don't know. We're looking at captaincy and Liverpool play Chelsea this week. Chelsea play Liverpool. So they're not going to be our captains. Man City yeah. play Arsenal. Okay, maybe in current form we'll, we'll get to them shortly. But uh, yeah. they don't have a striker, so you don't know who's going to be uh, scoring the points for City. That's the point. And yeah. besides that, the only two teams that really stand out for a captaincy this week are maybe Leicester against Norwich, and they just got pumped by West Ham. So you don't know mm-hmm. what to expect there because it's away from home. And then the only other option mm-hmm. is Tottenham playing at home it made sense on paper a lot of people were saying Son captain game week 3 but now Son has gone off injured in the last game so if he was fit would you be looking to get a Son in for Bruno perhaps I've looked at it because he he does have a wonderful fixture in week 3 at the moment I probably won't go down that avenue I was looking to possibly upgrade from Grealish to Son if I was going to do I I really want to keep in the, the Salah and the Fernandes in my team. I do think they're the, the most important players in my team. But it's, it's, it's not a bad shout going from Fernandes to Son. If Son is fit, he's one of the best players in the Premier League. I think he's, I think he's extremely underrated, actually. He's an incredible player. Yeah, he definitely is. And I think... I was considering him as well, definitely. But I, again, it just seemed at the moment my issues with my transfers and a lot of things in the game is that it seems very pre-planned and it's very template at the moment. So even though like, if you plan to get Son this week, there are so many people who are doing exactly the same thing. So like, yes, you're going to be going up in the rankings overall, but you're not really making headway with those who you're actually competing with. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> The good thing about this week, which I think will, because pretty much the whole pack is similar, right? Like you just said, everyone has a similar template. But this week, I think, is the first week where the captain choice is going to be so different. Because I'm pretty pretty sure almost 99% of the teams I saw last weekend, Captain Salah. And I'm going to assume most people are not going to captain him against Chelsea. And... It leaves so many players up for captain potential. See, if you have an Antonio in your team, they're playing Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. If I have Antonio in my team, probably captain in him. Who's Calvert Lewin playing? Calvert Lewin playing is playing. I'll tell you shortly. 
Really? Brighton? It's a B. Is it? I will tell you. I it swear is, it is. Yeah, it's Brighton. Brighton away. Brighton, okay. Exactly. That's another good fixture. I, I know Brighton are having a great run, but there's a lot more captaincy choices this week, which I think is quite exciting. Yeah, I think this week will be the first week where there'll be a bigger breakaway in rank. So at the moment, yeah. we're all very clustered together. So we're going yeah. to see a bit of a break this week, which I can't wait for, to be honest. But yeah, these next three teams on the bad list, to me, they are, I say they're bad, but you can see I put a little asterisk next to them. And it's more yeah. a case of they may have had a bad performance this weekend, but they're Premier League veterans, and somehow, someway, despite whether it be starting well or despite having a bad defence or despite being Burnley, they somehow turn it around and they end up being safe or they have very good periods of time. So, look, I mean, Wolves, they've lost again, but mm. I'm still looking at maybe considering one of their players. Newcastle, similar. I'm not going to buy their defence, but Wilson, again, they're attacking. Perhaps I'll get one of them. And Burnley... I might buy a Bernie defender, as always. What do you think about them? You know, Burnley with Sean Dice. Sean Dice is quite a difficult job. He's at Burnley. What are the expectations? Finish mid-table. What are you going to do? Stay compact. Maybe play 4-4-2. There's not much Burnley are going to do. If you're bringing in Burnley players, you're probably not going to bring in a midfielder or a striker. So their attacking threat, it just isn't there. So if you're bringing in a Burnley player... Probably their defence. It's just, it's just Burnley. It's such. If I was a Burnley fan, it'd be such a shame in the Premier League because, what what hope do you have? You're just a mid-table team at best. Watching Burnley to me is kind of like watching a rugby team that is good at set pieces, only. In a way. Yeah, yeah. They remind me of maybe. Scotland from a few years ago that was just so mediocre to watch Actually, in the yeah. rugby that is yeah but yeah again with Newcastle Newcastle's the opposite where Newcastle's defence is absolutely dreadful and then they have these incredible attacking players the idea of Wilson in a Newcastle team when their fixtures are going good wow you, you can see him getting a goal so Burnley and Newcastle are like yin and yang they're just polar opposites man Although the only thing that's consistent at the moment is the ugly for me. Again, this is very subjective, yeah. my opinion. But the ugly are Arsenal. And I'm not even going to make a comment on them. They're just bad. Um, hopefully they turn around eventually. I feel sorry for the supporters. I was watching the game with my friend Craig this weekend. He's an Arsenal supporter. Me being a Chelsea supporter, tried not to rub it in too much. But it's upsetting for them overall as fans. And Norwich, exactly the same thing. We all know my thoughts on Norwich. I hate them. I want them to get relegated. I hope they get relegated. They're bad. There's two teams Challenge seems to hate. Arsenal, Norwich. As a Chelsea fan, Arsenal. Football fan, Norwich. I think one thing that we have to consider with Arsenal is they did have Lacazette out. Aubameyang was on the bench. I mean, they've spent a ton of money this this transfer season over like two hundred million pounds or something. They've the most. Nothing. And I look at the players they've signed. They've bought uh, Aaron Ramsdale, and every time I see that, I think Aaron Ramsdale. I'm like, Arsenal oh, signed Aaron Ramsdale. It's Aaron Ramsdale in as a backup to Leno. 
okay. Ben White got Corona. So, and then you look at that team, just, it's really, you know, when we were growing up, the, the Arsenal players were an incredible, but they just looked so weak. So I think Arsenal are playing Man City. It's going to be three games, no goals, three losses, for sure, right? Can you see anything else? The cynic in me can't, but uh, well, I well, you predicted Arsenal would beat Chelsea, so I'm not yes, listening to you because that's what they tend to do somehow over the last couple of years, especially when mm. Arteta needs you needs the team to win, he gets the win somehow. But I mean, this weekend, it could be a case of uh, if he doesn't win, he could be in a bit of serious doubt with his future. But he might be on the phone this week to Pep and be begging him, please let me get the win this week, please, please, please. But we'll have to see. <laughs> right. Right before the international break, right before the international break, we have some news about uh, the different clubs and how they're going to be affected in terms of quarantining with their players coming back from countries after the international break. So things that you have to keep in mind are the international breaks are after game week 3, 7 and 11 initially and at the moment the protocol in the UK you can probably speak on this more than I can but I know briefly is that if you travel to a red listed country then upon return from those countries then you need to be in quarantine for 10 days, right? I was reading it's two weeks you know I'm not in the UK at the moment so it's just I'm yeah. not entirely sure. But I read it's two weeks if they go to a red-listed country. And so I also read that Liverpool have said Salah is not going. Yeah. So the protocols, the current protocols will be re-reviewed tomorrow and Thursday. So just something to keep in mind when you're making your transfers this week because you don't want to be getting, let's say, you don't want to spend minus four this week to bring in three players and then you get two or three players from these teams that might end up being in quarantine for two weeks and then missing game weeks four and five, perhaps. So what I've done is I've made a little table of each club listing all the players that are potentially going to be out. And I've also then bolded the players who the fantasy or the FPL picks who we actually will consider in our teams. And quite a few of them we don't really care about. But there are quite a few that we do. So, I mean, if you look at your... your, Have you looked at the table yet, Leighton, or not? I'm looking at the table. I'm looking at my phone. Okay, fair. But... I'm not, I'm not sleeping, I promise. You, if you have a look at the table, do you... How many of these players do you have? Uh, how many? I don't have many in just, my team at the, the moment. Just the ones. Uh, Salah... Uh... Antonio. It's Salah, man. Oh, you don't have Antonio? I don't have Antonio. No, no. Yeah, so for you, it's only Salah, and that's the biggest yeah. thing you have to worry about, right? That's the big one to worry about, yeah. And looks like he'll be okay. It is true, but at the same time, yeah. your, you have two transfers this week, and yeah. your, your lack of West Ham was worrying you, and Antonio could be affected by this too. So does this affect you getting yeah. it? Uh, I'm going to wait until what's being said tomorrow, but if he's definitely going, yes, it would, it would definitely 
sway my decision. All right. I yeah. think yeah. I think if all clubs end up taking the same stance, uh, if yeah, let's say if nothing changes with three the protocols, and then if yeah. all the clubs end up taking the same stance as Liverpool mm. and not letting their players travel, I don't think it's going to happen. But you never know. If they do, then this doesn't affect any of us. But I think, especially the clubs that need to make up their the games that they missed, because some of these games this week in this game week are games that should have been played last year in March so they've postponed them until now these World Cup qualifiers so some of these Brazilian players especially are playing twice in this international break which means that they come back slightly later so the Brazilian players and the South American players like Rafinha uh, Martinez Buendia all the South American players basically they are in greater doubt I think so for me, I wouldn't say I'm screwed at the moment, but my transfers are up in the air because I have Rafinha, I have Salah, I have Antonio. I was considering Jimenez, not anymore, for now at least. And Iheanacho is another one. Uh, a four million, de- 4 million defender in Amati at Leicester, he's another one there. that's up in the air. Basuma, our potential make weight to get Lukaku. He's affected too, so it's really throwing a massive spanner in the works. Makes fantasy more fun. It does, and I, I quite enjoy it. It's just the the, uh, the balance of now waiting for information and making transfers to out of necessity because you need to get the price. Because if the price rises, you can't afford them anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was my thing. I wanted to make a panic change yesterday. I thought, oh, no, I'm going to have to go because the price is going to change. And I thought, you know what, I won't. And then, of course, Antonio's price went, diddle So let's hope Antonio's going to go to some international game. Don't say that. Exact opposite of what you just said. Speaking, yeah, of, I'd like. speaking of forwards, uh, just some stats on the forwards this past game week. Uh, I'm going to keep updating it as we go along. These stats come from Fantasy Football Scout, so you can find all of it there on their members area. Top of the table at the moment for XGI, their goal involvement stats, is Antonio. Antonio, Calvert-Lewin, Lukaku, and Wilson. So we should be worried about them. At least you have Calvert-Lewin, right? I do. I have Calvert-Lewin. Further down that list, we see Brentford. Tony is like on the lower half of that list, and where is he? Ings is near the top as well. So the the worry yeah. you would say is Tony, right? Do you think he's worth keeping? Yeah, Tony is the headache, isn't he? Do do you weaken somewhere else in your team or find some money and upgrade Tony because? If I want to get Ings, if I want to get Antonio, Tony is the easiest route to get to those players. I feel like it's only a matter of time because Tony, he's in the box. He's going to score, but I don't know. Maybe the Premier League is too much of a a jump for him. We'll have to see, right? I think all these main, the main suspects of the ones we just mentioned, surprisingly, Mopé is up there for Brighton. Surprising. Yeah, but the fact he's only scored twice, but he's, we have to keep in mind. I, I checked the stats, 
and Mopez only had two big chances, and he scored both. So he's not getting many big chances. So the fact that he's up there, eh, I'm not convinced, so I wouldn't particularly be interested in buying him yet. Midfielders, though. Midfielder stats, if you have a look, currently the top for goal involvement in midfielders is Adama Traore at Wolves. How? Have Wolves scored? They haven't scored, no. So how does this work? Because they've created so many chances. I mean, I told you, they're second yeah. overall in terms of chances created and shots on target. And and most yeah. were chances wasted, right? Basically, yeah. Right. So, I mean, Traore, he's there at 6 million. So again, their fixtures turn very soon. So you might they might be worth considering. Mason Mount, mm -hmm. consistently with Chelsea too. Mane, Pogba, Bruno, and Jar Jared Bone from West Ham. Someone that we're not considering. But when you have Ben Rama doing well, slightly cheaper than him. Mm. Yeah. And of course, Norgard from Brenton. Brentford, sorry, not Brenton. Norgard. <laughs> Brenton. Five million. He's still doing well too. So again, he's another potential make weight in midfield. Yeah. For me, in midfield, it's basically considering Bren... I keep calling him Brentford. What is his name? Norgard. Norgard playing for Brentford. Brentford. Why do I keep saying Brentford? Oh, yeah. yeah. My bad. Who knows? Yeah, but Norgard, I've been considering him and Basuma as a potential make weight for Lukaku. And I can't decide which of the two I would prefer more. What do you think? You really want Lukaku, eh? No, I don't. I'm just. Oh. Uh, options are open. We'll get yeah. into my plan soon. What about Grealish? Do you think he's worth sticking with? A hundred million? He's he's probably guaranteed to start these games, right? Grealish is tough. Uh, I'm not convinced. No. The fact that my midfielder didn't score for them this weekend made my decision easier. But the fact that you have Grealish and he scored with his with his crotch. And with the ball the ball went in the net, man. I mean, he was there, and it hit him, and it happened to go in. That was... Mm. That's how football works. You're there, <laughs> and the ball hits you, goes in goal. It took no skill. He was just... Okay, fair. He was in the right position, and it hit him, and it yeah. went in. But besides that, I'm not convinced that he's worth 8 million. I would much rather have... Honestly, I'd have uh, Greenwood over him at the moment. Maybe even Jota or... Ben Rama, even Rafinha. Yeah. To be honest, I just don't. I don't have any trust in Man City. But they're playing Arsenal, and we've just spoken. Arsenal's defense is like a leaky tap. Yes, but I'm not sure what to expect from them this weekend. Can you tell me who's going to score? Then maybe. For Man City against Arsenal, yeah, Grealish. Okay, so you're going to keep them this week. <laughs> I keep talking about patience, right? So, maybe. Okay, we'll see. Defenders. Defenders and their attacking stats this week. Trent, Reese James, Matt Ritchie staying right up there with Tarkovsky from Burnley with his heading prowess. So, yeah. they're all there, right? And then much further down, you see Luke Shaw languishing at the bottom, despite his pretty good fixtures over the first two weeks. Eh. I'm have, I have itchy, yeah, I itchy fingers on him at the moment. Itchy fingers. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready to like hit the transfer button. Itchy fingers. 
Yeah, me too. I think at 5.5, I can downgrade him to someone that's cheaper, save money in my team. By sure, maybe by sure. If, if I've got to take Shaw out my team or Samikas, probably prefer to take out Shaw and Samikas is, is there if he plays. Yeah, I can see that. Potentially. Because we'll if you... If you're pretty much moving sideways from Samikas. He's gone up to 4.2, so you're not really going to make any savings. Honestly, I'm considering a Spurs defender. Yeah, me too. For these next two weeks, specifically. Yeah. But we'll see. There's Rap good fixtures. Rapid fire predictions time. Let's go through these very quickly. Uh, first things first, who's going first, me or you? Rock, scissors, paper. Rock, scissors, paper. You cheated. You cheated. Okay. You, you watched me and you went. All right, Man City. Arsenal. 2 0. I agree, 2 0. Aston Villa, Brentford. Aston Villa, 2, Brentford, 1. Uh, 1 1. Brighton, Everton. Everton, Brighton. Oh, at home, Brighton. Uh, 2 1, Everton. 1 1. Yeah. Newcastle, Southampton. 2-0 Newcastle. Oh, I was going to say 1-0 Newcastle. You say 2-0, fair enough. Norwich, yeah. Leicester. 3-0 Leicester. Oh, for a second I thought you said Norwich and I was very confused. Okay, uh, I will say... 2-1 oh, Leicester. Yeah. West Ham, Crystal Palace. I say two, no, three nil Crystal Palace. No, three nil West Ham. <laughs> Crystal Palace? What is it, the Crystal Palace of the 70s? Uh, yeah, I was going to say two nil West Ham. West Ham. Liverpool, Chelsea? Oh, this is the hardest one to predict, eh? You watch your mouth, boy. Oh, I really don't know. This one's really hard. Liverpool or Chelsea? Sat Anfield. 1-1. One, one. Cop out. Um, it's a cop out. And you always say 1-1. One, one. Cop out, you know, you understand. I get it, because it's Liverpool. Yeah. Because it's top. I get uh, it. I am going to be controversial and say... Don't say Chelsea lose. You always do that. No, no. <laughs> No, no. Yeah. So that's a cop out. No one even scores. Everyone, go get a refund. There's no point in paying ninety pounds for that. Exactly. No, no. Sunday, Burnley leads. I say, Burnley one nil. Wow, Burnley one nil. <laughs> nil nil. It's gonna be a dire game. Oh, that's a typical like Sunday afternoon board draw oh. right there. Yeah, no. Uh, Spurs, Watford. Spurs, 1 0. If Son Hung Min is fit, oh, yeah. 2 0. 2 0. And final game of the weekend Wolves, Man United. Man United, Wolves. I'd still expect Man United to win. 2 1. No, 2 0. Wolves, Wolves don't score, they just create chances. So you expect this, this massive stat? 
continuing. Just wasted chance, just firing at everywhere. I'm gonna go two, two all. High scoring game. You're going from Wolves score no goals <laughs> to two. Yeah, I don't trust the Man United defense, and I trust their attack more for some reason. Jesus. So well, Man United's Real Madrid dudes coming in. Yes, but I'm not sure if he's going to start. We'll have to see. I'm just guessing at this stage, right? How are you so good at fantasy football when you're so bad at guessing the scores? <laughs> well, you don't know that. I haven't checked the results of the predictions yet. You can tabulate them if you want to. I should. You should. Looking at your Game Week 3 team, Leighton, you have two free transfers yeah. and yeah. five in the bank. What do you think is most likely going to happen? I'm probably going to use both my free transfers. Probably. Uh, I'm, I want to upgrade to Antonio. Don't see myself going to Ings. I think his fixture swing is too much. Sure, it's a potential goodbye. The players that could go. Jorginho, off you go. Off your trot. Chelsea, no more. Get out. Sure. No. Barnes will stay. Beautiful fixture against Norwich. He's finally going to score against Norwich. Grealish possibly will stay. It depends how much I'm um, looking to... Oh, I don't know. This guy, I'm going to change this team a lot of times before the next game. What are your options? What are you considering most? Uh, I really would like to go to Antonio. Benarama is a very easy fix for me. If I decide I won't go Antonio, go Benarama. Uh, I can go sideways from... Jorginho, because I have 0.5 in the bank. And then I can downgrade Shaw to... Oh, I forgot the Brighton defender name, but he's only 4 million. Duffy. Is it Duffy? Might be Duffy, yeah. And that leaves me... I think that leaves me nearly 2 million in the bank, which would be pretty good moving forward. Fair enough. And what happens if the protocols stay in place and Antonio ends up being affected by this? Yeah. Then I won't go to him. Okay. I'll go to, yeah. Fair enough. My team, I uh, had two free transfers up until last night. Price rises were on their way. I had Gunduan who was on his way down again. So I decided to get rid of Gunduan and got Ben Rama in before his price rise. And yeah, so now I currently triple have... Triple West Ham. Yeah, triple West Ham this week. Going all in with them. Currently captaining Antonio. And I have 1.3 in the bank and at this stage mm. it's a wait and see because similar to you um, I don't like Shaw but I'm considering getting rid of him this week for a Spurs defender for two weeks and then I'll have mm. about 2.5 million in the bank and then I can use that after international break. Or I hold my second free transfer until after the break when we know more information. And then potentially take three transfers with all that extra money. And then who knows? Maybe get Lukaku. Or not. Yeah. Or You're not you weren't tempted by Son? When I saw him come off injured? No. Yeah. And at the moment, after the Ben Rama move, I, I can't. Have, there's no way I can get him anymore, unless I get rid of Fernandez. But nah. I'm the not last convinced. time I saw 
Son Heung-min look a little injured the next game. He played Man United and uh, had quite a good time. Yeah, don't remind me. But yes, this I mean, is a different manager, thankfully. And yeah. he might do well, he might play, but at the same time, I think that it's not a bad decision not to go without him. I mean, you just predicted that Wolves will score two goals against Man United. So if I was you, I'd say goodbye to my Man United defender if you really believe that. At the moment, this isn't going to be my final 11. I'm strongly considering yeah. playing Eiling over Shaw this week. If I do end yeah, up keeping it. Yeah, Burnley. Yeah. But we'll have to see about that. And Antonio is going to be the captain? At this stage, yes. But it could easily swing to Ings. And yeah, one of those two, I would say, at this stage. What about you? You're not worried about Calvert-Lewin's fixtures? No. They play Brighton this week. Brighton have a very... They don't concede many chances. Yes, they do concede goals at times, but I don't see that... They're not going to get battered, in my opinion, at least. No. So if he scores, he'll score maybe one goal. So my front three, I expect one of them to hopefully match that. Who are you captaining this week? I, re I really don't know. Barnes is the best fixture. He's done nothing up until now. Do I risk it and say, here you go, have a captaincy, armbands. Grealish is playing Arsenal. Arsenal defense is meh, but I don't even know if Grealish will play. Uh, if I get Antonio in, then I would captain Antonio. Fair enough. If you And your differential captain would be Barnes. Yeah. For me, absolutely crazy. if I were a differential captain this week, I would go... I think I would actually keep... My, my differential captain would be Ings. So, yeah, not very big difference, but... Not really. It's not too bad, right? Yeah. But I think we've waffled on enough about this coming game week, and I think it's time we should probably plug our social medias, right? Yeah, plug it away. Plug it away. I currently still see your blurred face with the camera, so I apologize to everyone who's seeing that. We're still trying to figure out how to fix that, but eventually I will. It's that damn Mac. Sorry. No problem. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Fantasy Challenge on Twitter and Instagram. Like, follow, DM, whatever the case may be. And if you want to watch us on YouTube, you can watch us on Fantasy Challenge. One word. Please like, subscribe, etc. on the videos. And if you like to listen to podcasts instead, you can listen to us on whichever platform you listen to them on. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to them. All right. Excited for this game week, Leighton? No. No, I am. I am. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to seeing all the different captaincy picks and seeing how wide open this will blow just before the international game week and hit the panic button. Hopefully you have a good game week. Hopefully you get more than 100 points. And hopefully I get... Yeah, hopefully you more. don't. Hopefully I get more than you. <laughs> Sorry. You never know. Anyway, good luck for the game week. See you next time. Goodbye, everyone.